Golly gee, I'm glad I'm me. There's no one else I'd rather be. I smile on every bird and tree. Life is a ball. I'm in love with me. And the music is great, too. That's the poem. What was the music thing? That's the poem. It's on page 55. Double check me. What music? He dislikes music. Okay. Yeah. I know hope is bad. This book. Dick spit and hit the teacher in the eye. Dick split and so did I. Didn't want to see the teacher cry. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. See Jane run. See Dick run. Jane does not try to run fast. See Dick catch Jane. See what Dick does to Jane. No, you are too little to see. That is only for Dick and Jane and me. What a creep. What the hell? That's what a, a creep. Okay. We're using the term poem loosely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our Father, which art in hell, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth it is in hell. Give us this day, dot, dot, dot. Is that I was, Sabrina? I was fully <laughs> disturbed reading that poem. I was like, oh, this just took it too far. Oh, God. It's me, Jessica. It's me, Emily. It's me, Josh. And we're back for another... And it's me, Blake. Oh, God! Blake! Our producer, Blake. Sorry, we forgot you. Sorry. And Blake is here, guys. Producer Blake. Uh, So, hey, today we're going to be talking about Jay's Journal, another book by Anonymous or Beatrice... Beatrice Sparks. Beatrice Sparks. Thank you. Um... So, just a quick rundown of Jay's journal and what happens. Jay is your renaissance man, maybe a local poet laureate. We don't know. Um, good Mormon boy from a good Mormon family in a good Mormon town goes to the dark side. I mean, what else is there to say? There's ups, there's downs, there's ins, there's outs, there's rewards for his love for the devil. There's you Satan. Know, there's Satan. I'd say there's just downs. This book was pretty bad. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's our synopsis. Just downs, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. I for did not Jay. like it. No. I don't think anyone here liked this book. Josh? He wanted in. I wanted out. He had a smile. I had a pout. I need someone to understand. God, how we need a helping hand. I will say, I thought the poetry was especially effective in the book. And I think... Uh, <laughs> Mary Oliver won the Pulitzer, but I don't know how uh, Jay did not win a posthumous Pulitzer for his journal. <laughs> I'm, I don't know how he was overlooked either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I think there's something that will be fixed later. So much angst. I, I would assume. I would assume. Or at least Beatrice or Anonymous should win a, a Nobel for her body of work. No, I agree. Well, before we get too started in Jay's journal, I want to talk to Josh real quick. Josh has a... Like said, team up his books with a beer. Josh, what's your theme beer for this this episode? Your theme beer, Josh. Jane smell, bacon burning. <laughs> and quick, 
shut off her gas. Dick smelled bacon burning and quickly moved his ass. That's about the police, who he calls the pigs, and bake publishers and stuff wouldn't even know bacon burning was pigs or cops coming. That's a really long name for a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I thought I could walk in to the bar and find uh, to the bar, the bar. to the <laughs> to a liquor store and find something called Satan's Sour Ale or uh, uh, the Devil's Brew. You know, like just mm-hmm. something like obvious. But no, I had to find. This was created by Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden Trooper. Nice. <laughs> Which is it a, looks satanic. Like, yeah, is it this branded important. by the band? It is branded by, band? yes. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Right. And you'll see he's a skeleton, and he's holding a British flag because he's, well, he's a, he's a trooper. He's a loyal to the queen. <laughs> and he's very angry, and it's a British premium beer. That's all it says. It's charged with flavor. I'll tell you that, according to the bottom of this thing. Well, thank you, Josh. Yeah. Anytime. Thanks for sharing your theme beer. Mm-hmm. So, Jay's Journal today, guys. What did we think of this book? Sucks. <laughs> it was really painful to read. It was it was very hard to read. Mm-hmm. I really struggled with this one. I think what really helped me was... What really helped me damn was... Damn it, I keep dropping my notes. What helped me was Sorry. Trooper, a, <laughs> a themed beer created by Iron Maiden. I took a lot of notes. Well, and when we say hard to read, we don't mean like disturbing or good or like poignant. It's just like hard to actually force yourself to read it. Which I think for a book about Satanism or about a young man who falls into the into the world of of Satanism, you would think it'd be something interesting. Or there might be some parts that are hard to read where you're just like, this is like so disturbing. But it was probably one of the most boring books I've ever read. I thought this was going to be quite the treat. Okay. Like, I couldn't keep explaining to people enough. Like, oh, no, it's about this boy in the 80s who gets into Satanism, and it's just like a downward spiral. It's a diary. And that sounds so fun. <laughs> okay, maybe I, mm. maybe people have a different idea of fun than I have. But uh, I thought it would be intriguing. Definitely. It, it's not. Not at all. No. Not all intriguing. One thing I thought about a lot when I read it is how he addresses his journal. Because he's a boy. He has to call it a journal. And it's a thing that I didn't talk about when he talked about Go Ask Alice. Which, when I read her diary, one of the things I liked about the book is how much I related to it. Not when she's like, oh, my diary, I love you so much. But just that she'll be like... Such a loser today. Nothing left to say. You know, I'm like, that's, no, yeah. that's honestly how I write. Like, where I'm just like, fucked up again. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, just like nothing else. Like, yeah. and like, just, just disappointment in self. Mm-hmm. And him, because he's a boy, he has to be aggressive. He's like, hey, you dumb old bastard journal. <laughs> like, and he constantly does this throughout the book where he's like, oh, you, you dummy. Here I am again. It's Jay. I hate you. And where in Go Ask Alice, she's much more... She loves her journal. She really... uh... Well, he had to keep this for a class, right? Wasn't this journal given to him and he was told to keep it? I thought his parents gave it to him. I thought it was a church thing. But we all have differing opinions he was, on how he, he got this That is how much it stuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> he was being forced by... Some, like, it was forced upon him and he was not happy about it. And he does confide in it later, but he's still aggressive towards it. Not only is he aggressive towards this journal, but let's talk about his aggression towards women. 
Well, maybe we should. I don't know if we should go there yet. Should we go there? Why not? Let's talk about how he describes his girlfriend. I believe this is when he's in love with Debbie Dale. Debbie Dale, our hero in the book. And he says in his journal about his girlfriend, sometimes I'm embarrassed because you're such a dumbass little blonde with not so good grammar. But what you do for my ego is something else again. That he so Debbie Dale in 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 his dumb bastard journal is at first she's like the really popular girl who he thinks is too good for him. He buys her a Coke. He gives it to her. She opens it. It splatters all over her. <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah. it opens and shatters, which good and, neat, cute. And he thinks because he's like what uh, like eighth grade boy or whatever. Instead of being like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, oh, you dumb. Like, he's really mean to her about it, which is uh, maybe what that kid would do. And then he feels bad about it. He's like, you idiot journal. You That's like a it. horrible junior high moment, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Buy and- this cute girl a soda and it just <laughs> explodes everywhere. That's the one moment that stuck with me in the book. Is That's like, the best moment. Yes. Can we agree? The most That's, exciting or the moment. Most real, the most real moment. That's the kind of thing I would do is like I would buy a, a, a sweet lady, a Iron Maiden trooper. I would hand it to her. I would have shaken her up too much because I was so nervous shaking, bring it over we to her. We need to take an ad break. This episode's actually brought to you by Iron Maiden's trooper. It's a delicious beer. All right, take it away. I'm, I'm shaking so hard that I'm like uh, shaking it up. And I'm like, I bought this for you. Yeah, and then she exactly. opens it and splatters over. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, I meant to do that all along. You're an idiot, woman. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I, r- I run away yeah. crying. Because that's kind of what he does. And But he eventually gets her as a girlfriend and decides, my brain is too big for you. Like I oh, said, Judas. he's a renaissance man. He- <laughs> oh, Judas. <laughs> oh, Judas. That's, that's the other his, thing. That's yeah. his catchphrase through the whole book. <sighs> so many oh, Judases. That was a one lot. of... One of my things where I'm like, okay, Beatrice. Like, I know you don't want to say, like, oh. Uh, Jesus? I, I can't. I think. I, I took it. Like, and oh, Jesus Christ. Like, she, oh. She does curse other places in the book. And I read this before I read Go Ask Alice. So I thought maybe she just doesn't want to curse. And so she's substituting something in instead of, like, saying Jesus. Because you don't want to take God's name in vain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's on a different level than other cursing. Yeah. Yeah. But oh Judas? <laughs> like it's the it's like the, just leave it out, maybe right, yeah. if you don't want to go there. <laughs> like anything else. That's so embarrassing. Like it's just constant. Yes. And it's not like it's like a couple of times he does it. It is probably almost every journal entry. Yeah. There's an there's a few O Judas's. It's so specific that maybe he really did it. <laughs> like in his journal. Uh, I mean, possibly. Uh, and I would like to say something about that too. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how, you know, Beatrice Sparks edited this and Put her own Put her spin, little spin on, on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and kind of created that catchphrase maybe for him. I will say I feel bad for this kid because it apparently was a real journal that a mother brought to Beatrice after the success of Go Ask Alice. Mm-hmm. So I do feel bad for this kid's memory that it was turned into this. Yes, and the same way I feel about Go Ask Alice. And again, we're not making fun of the teens. We're making no, fun no, of no, Beatrice Sparks. Not. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, and I think there are parts in here that ring true for a kid that age. And then there's a lot that's like, lady, I see what you're up to. <laughs> like, everyone's looking at me. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, totally. There were, as far as I know about this book, this one actually does have a little bit of basis in truth. Mm-hmm. As in, like Emily was saying, a mother 
brought the journal of her son who had committed suicide to Beatrice Sparks, knowing her work with Guascalis, not knowing that book was a fraud. Trusting her to, like... Exactly. That's the to worst. Yeah. help prevent, like, you know, help other children who might have the same problems that her son did... Right. ...to not make the same choices he did. And instead, she took this book, and as far as I know, there's very few entries that the actual teenager that this was based on wrote, right? The The real teenager is named Alden. He was a Mormon boy. He was just kind of like a liberal kid who was in a very right-wing town, never really found his place, very against, like, war, things like that. Not the but concerns the, of this book. But exactly. The, the occult was never part of his life, as, as far as we know. No. I mean, as far as we know, no. As far as you know, there are very few actual entries that were true to Alden, the boy who actually died, that she left whole in this book. The rest is all fabrication. As far as I know, there was never any real Satanism. I think he was very into, like, maybe Eastern philosophy. Which he talks about in, in the book at yes. that time. Briefly. I think he was a smart kid. Never found his place, felt very out of place, and devastated by, maybe very sensitive and devastated by certain things that happened in his life, mm-hmm. which you would not get from this book. No. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, he tells us he he's smart. He was a happy Boy Scout, popular, good at everything kid, and then spiral, similar to the arc like we talked about earlier in Go Ask Alice. It, we talked about this before we were recording, but this book does everything Go Ask Alice does, but in a much worse way. And it's also the same voice. Like this yes. is yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, could absolutely. be the same teenager writing the same journal, thrown mm-hmm. in with some poems that are just <laughs> devastatingly terrible. By the way, if these were real poems, they'd be much better. I went through my eighth grade poetry the other day; they were a thousand times better than what Beatrice Sparks had written. I would say like, this, it's real. and they're not good. They're I, not good. I would say if anyone is listening that has eighth grade poetry, don't go through it. Just <laughs> take those into a, a oh, I a, threw them dumpster. away. Yeah, an no. incinerator. Yes. No, I, I got rid of them. I was like, <laughs> listen. Have you seen Fargo? You, do you know what a wood chipper is? Take take them Your into journal. that and just yeah, destroy those. Do not tell anyone like, what is in there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, they are rough. <laughs> no, I threw them away. But I will tell you, they were a thousand times better than what Beatrice Sparks wrote for this character. Yeah. Yeah. These. Yeah. This is just horrible because he talks about having. They mention a lot. He has a 148 plus IQ. He's very smart. No, yeah. he yeah, he's a smart kid. Which I could see a real junior high boy bragging about in his journal. Being yeah, of his course, IQ yeah, score, yeah, yeah. But I I can't see. This seems like her writing poetry that she thinks a smart kid would try to write, yeah. and this seems like just the worst. Like an impression of a smart person. Trying a smart to write. kid, a smart boy. Kids just are a, smarter than this. I've read a, kids' poetry before. Yeah. Well, you. You help, um, like, one of your things to help, uh, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. You grade essays, Oh, correct? yeah, okay. So, uh, without saying which company I work for, <laughs> I, I uh, do grade standardized tests. Mm-hmm. And I was grading fourth graders last week from, uh, what's the, te- Texas? I'm North Carolina? Myself. No, it was Texas last okay. week. Okay. Right? I'm doing Kentucky now, which has been middle school. But I... Uh, I'm shocked by, like, the level of essays these kids can write. And the writing in a lot of these is better than the writing in this journal. And he, 
not saying that. Golly gee, I'm glad I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I it, it's it's somewhat impressive. I mean, the worst of the stuff I'm reading is like me a kid. You know, like not not good, yeah. but uh, it, it's really impressive. And I I think that the poetry in here would be better. I don't buy the poems as his poems. It's like oh well, no, saying. definitely not. I think they would be a lot more angsty. Angsty, and uh, I think uh, true to whatever he's going through. Yeah. Whereas these are very, I don't know how to describe them, like Sunday school songs or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, like sing songy. Yeah. He's, he, they're Hallmark. They're Hallmark poems. Well, I, I would say, but please not don't, as good. don't exactly. disparage Hallmark. Don't exactly. disparage Hallmark on this podcast. I've gotten some good greeting cards from Hallmark. <laughs> I've gotten. Give me the warm fuzzies. Exactly. I've gotten better greeting cards from Hallmark. There are no warm fuzzies in this book. There are no warm fuzzies in this book. Um, but I, I, I think. Um, are there any Hallmark cards that start, oh, Judas? <laughs> not, most not likely not. Probably not. I will say we talked about the Goodreads rating for Go Ask Alice in the last yeah. um, episode. So this one is lower at 3.28. That seems high for it. It does it seem does high. It does seem very high. I gave it two stars, I think. I think I did And I, I did should too. not have given it two. I, probably I know. I'm looking at it now. I'm like, I should have rated it it's, one. It's one of those things yeah. if they had half stars, I would, would have gotten one. One to me has to be something that is repellent. Yeah, but this did not have the success of Go Ask Alice either. On Goodreads, I mean, just going off of that, Go Ask Alice was rated 200,000 times, like over that. And this one just comes in right over 5,000. So this was okay. not okay. a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this one is not held as in high regard as Go Ask Alice. I, I feel like this was like her second, like, this is her big follow-up. Was it the second one? That she it's the yeah. sophomore okay. slump. It's the sophomore okay. slump. And you know what? Junior year, she wasn't doing good either. <laughs> and then, like, all of the other ones, like, don't even have Wikipedia pages. Because I wanted to read Just it. Atlas. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I wanted to read about... Jace does. No, Jace does, too. Mm-hmm. And oh. then, like, Lucy in the Sky. And I don't even know the other names, because I, I don't know. Uh, uh, like, Trackmark... She's mark, having track a baby. Terry. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, they just don't... They track just, Mark Terry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I can't get over that. Uh... I think diminishing returns after that point because yeah, but keep going for it. Like swing for the fence. And they were honestly yeah. probably adapted into like made for TV or after school specials. We didn't talk about that on go ask Alice, but there is a made for TV ABC movie that's on YouTube starring William Shatner as the father Whoa. of Alice, which I meant to watch. I haven't watched it. I think it's on Amazon prime. Is it? Oh, that's what it, it is. It, yeah. Yeah. It's on Amazon prime. <laughs> Quick break. <laughs> we'll be, right we'll back. be back guys. We're going to go watch this movie. We we'll have, come back. I don't know, an hour and 18 minutes. <laughs> It's not very long. But I don't think, no, it's one of those ones with the long commercial breaks. But I think uh, this didn't even get to that point, which is. No. But still successful enough for her to create more journals. Yeah. I mean, for more social issues. Which for me, it's like, why Satanism? Well, I think that's a lot of setting down my book, leading into the mic. I think a lot of what. uh, So she's Mormon. Mm-hmm. And so I was not Mormon, but I was raised evangelical, raising her beer to Mormonism, <laughs> Jessica. Uh, I think a lot of what we think of as, like, sin or evil is tied up in Satan mm-hmm. and Satanism, rather than, instead of saying that, like, humans have a sin nature or something like that, it's just saying, well, Satan is making you do this, rather than, like, oh, no, you're just 
doing something bad. Yeah. And I don't know when it started, as we talked about, like when the satanic panic started, but this was kind of at the cusp of the beginning of it, when it was really starting. Definitely a precursor. Yeah. Because yeah. this was, what do you say? 79. 79. So that stuff really started going. It's right in, there. In the, yeah. In the 80s with metal and and all of that kind of stuff. And that's when I was growing up, when it was just like, Satan is yeah. in your uh, your GoBots. <laughs> you know, in, <laughs> the Furbies. That in, was more 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but so Satan, was was Satan was there, too. Satan was there, too. Okay. I remember when I was a kid, I'm from a small town called Marshfield in Missouri. I was a small town, Marshfield, Wisconsin. Yeah, Marshfields. Marshfield. Marshfield. <laughs> Here we go. So You're all left out, Emily. No Marshfields. You I'm from Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from a small town called Marshfield in Missouri, um, but there was a smaller town called Northview, and the kids from Northview went to Marshfield schools, but Northview was known as being a very weird area where, like, they saw UFOs and aliens and things like that, but I remember going to my friend's house. The rural kids. Exactly. <laughs> we the, know who they are. The rural kids. <laughs> I mean, not that Ms. Marshfield You guys have like a, a Hubble a telescope sitting outside there. We do have a replica of the... Hubble telescope. Yeah. Uh, thank you. We're, we're pretty, I, we're pretty I did, advanced. I dated someone from there, so I had to uh, drive by who? I'll tell you off mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. So anyway. Um, edit that out. So anyway. <laughs> no, we're going to dox Josh right here and now. Look it up. Spill it. Pull up the Facebook. So, um, I was gonna spill but anyway, it. I remember <laughs> when I was a kid, actually probably like early junior high, sixth, seventh grade. Going to her house, same with my friend who lived in Northview, and she would say, we found cows mutilated on our property, and it's from Satanists. Like, I'm not even kidding. But, but, but believe, like, just believe this was a thing, other than, like, if this happened, it's because bad kids were just doing it. Yeah. What I think, what I believe Satanism is, Mm -hmm. is a bunch of edgelord kids who think they're like worshiping the devil and maybe they like are acting this way and say like hail satan <laughs> you know like well satanism according to the satanism book. according to what the what 80s she thinks. like yes yeah, yeah, yeah yes is is that kind of thing i mean we all know that satanism is to a certain extent is kind of woke no, like, there's difference between, yeah. like, what the Church of Satan is, like... And the temple. We're not... Hey, Church of Satan, we're not coming at you. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm but cool. this is obviously someone who is not at all um, researched. She's not versed in any of this. Or has done anything in the realm of Satanism and has decided to write a book about someone who falls into the realm of Satanism and his gateway is being institutionalized. Right. And meeting people at this institution who can levitate objects okay i mean that's the weird thing to me is this is what i i've written down here in my notebook levitation yeah so i wanted to say uh at what point does he go that's after my two notes okay my two notes that i want to talk about are did we talk about him stealing the pills we haven't talked about that yet because he was. It was not Debbie Dale, right? Who made it, him? no? It was. Debbie it was Dale. Yes. okay. She so was his he, gateway drug, really. Yes. Okay. So he start Debbie Dale, our our heart, right, guys? Debbie yeah, Dale? Debbie yeah. Dale. We all love her. What do you Tina she, is no good, but Debbie Dale. I like Tina better than Debbie. Debbie's the or uh, Tina's the bad girl. 
I liked her better. All right. I'm a Debbie Dale boy. I mean, Jay's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> True. But he basically, Debbie becomes the one who like gets hooked. It's like, you got to get me more. You got to get me more. And so his dad conveniently owns a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And so he breaks in and he's filling the pills in the bottle with, what is it? Like with powdered milk with powdered milk okay i said like, and he salt. does have a lot of guilt like he's like i'm imagining like parents or not parents but like people who are suffering who depend upon these drugs to alleviate their pain and here i am taking these capsules and taking out the, the stuff that will help them and putting powdered milk in the place he's picturing his grandmother right yes or, and like suffering and not being able to take them and i think we talked about this on the last uh, episode where it was internalized misogyny. This is externalized misogyny Mm -hmm. because he blames every Debbie's making me do this. Mm -hmm. And later Tina's making me do this. It's never on him. It's always whim. It's a Delilah. It's an Eve Mm -hmm. that is making me do this horrible thing. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't want to do this, but I have to because Debbie needs it. (laughs) And so she's hooked and he's doing this. And so his father finally finds him and says, quote, you're not worth the powder to blow you to hell. (laughs) Which is (laughs) the worst thing (laughs) you could ever say. And this being not a real diary and this being published as a real diary and there being a real family, them reading this has to be horrible if that's a made up quote. You know what I mean? To like, because that puts so much on like the, the fictional father. The real father? Because you told me the family was not happy with the book. They were not. Right. From an article I found, um, there's not a lot that's written about this. Not a lot of scholarly research <laughs> in this area. Which, hey, why don't we... We, we need to be the We need the to scholars. be those people. Yeah. Um, but as, from what I have found, the family was not happy with the representation because... I mean, that's not what happened at all. It's such a dramatic line, too, right? It, like, you're not with the powder to blow you to hell. That's such like yeah. a, a Clint Eastwood, yeah. a late era Clint Eastwood line. Yeah. But there are also things like I drew attention to their town. Like, people knew immediately, like, based on the town, like, who this family was right. and who the kid was. And, like, there were desecrations at his grave and, and things like that. So Yeah. I think as I was reading that, this book, I just could not get past the idea that this was a real kid and it's being sold as his journal, even though like not very many of his actual journal entries made it into it. I think that's one reason I had such a hard time with it. Yeah. And one thing I reading this, I told our friend Adam, if something ever happens to me, I need you to take my laptop and just beat it to death (laughs) with a, with a baseball bat. And it's all up on, in the cloud. So I need you to get into the cloud. <laughs> Climb up there. Climb up there. Snatch it out. Crush it with your strong muscles and just destroy it. Because no one can ever see the things. I never need Josh's journal out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of want to read Josh's journal. <laughs> it's very close too. to Go Ask Alice, which is like, oh, my loveliest journal. <laughs> the, the the sun is bright and I am so happy and the next one was like you've done it again idiot <laughs> it's just like very back and forth very up and down uh, <laughs> sorry I snorted but the thing I was going to say about levitations <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> let's get back to that 
is... I thought your note was just levitation. No, no, no. It was... That was just to trigger my mind. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so, can you talk about what he does with levitations first? Well, I think he witnesses other people doing levitations before he actually does it. Correct? Yeah. So, he's still in the institution, and he's hanging out with these guys. Bad boys. And they are like, hey, look how cool we are. Look at this. Levitate this thing. Um, as far as that, I think he practices, correct, mm-hmm. to get better yeah. at levitations because he you wants to do this. You gotta practice. His whole thing with the fall into Satanism is because he's so smart. He wants to do this objectively for scientific study because it's never been done before. Like, no one takes this seriously, and he wants to be the person who takes it seriously and researches it. And it's all in the name of science that he falls into this <laughs> crowd. And by the way, here's what's crazy. We talked about how in our last podcast about Go Ask Alice, how drugs are everywhere. Like, every teenager has drugs and they can just, they have so many drugs that they can just plant them in her locker or poison right. her, just her got cookies ex- with them or whatever. Just got so much extra LSD so here. So much. Just, like toss it on a And a it's stamp. the same thing like in this, but with Satanism, whereas he realizes that so many people are into O or the occult, like everyone, his <laughs> best friends, the, what were their nicknames? You know, I have that written down. Uh, you know, it's the Bonner Boys Patrol. The Bonner, <laughs> the Bonner Boys, Boys Patrol. Patrol. They are into O as well, which he didn't realize. And then, and then is, basically uh, almost everyone in this high Tina. school is. That's Brad yeah. and Dell, yeah. right? Yes. His, those are his best friends, and they've been best friends forever. So he does feel an allegiance to them. Where they are best friends. They've been like in Boy Scouts together. Right. They've gone through all the Mormon stuff together. By that, I mean like all the... So he doesn't feel like he can leave them in the same way that he could abandon old debbie dale <laughs> or someone like dale that you know what I mean? news. <laughs> yeah. yeah he yeah, does well, leave all of his worldly possessions to debbie in the end that is true that is true that is and true. that is weird he can never just, what worldly possessions does he own other than his vw you know what his journal should have gone to debbie <laughs> well all Under, the royalties other, yeah yeah his, the toad the, the vw yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That he wrecked like the I, day after he had. Yeah, he got it right away and just oh, destroyed that it. Oh, Jay. Oh, Jay. The worst. <laughs> Said it once, I'll say it again. Yeah. He, no, he's the worst. You're right. Okay, so what I'm going to say about levitations. <laughs> okay, go is, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> is, so I went to a, a Christian school, and I've, I've talked about this before, I think on Blake's podcast, is uh, they we always did and because I mostly went to Christian schools until I got older, is they would always do like an evil of the occult week or an evils of Satanism just to like remind us, don't get into this. Something we'd never contemplated or thought about before, but they're like, you know what's bad? Worshiping Satan. <laughs> we're like, oh, wait, that's an option? <laughs> and so they showed us this like shock video about uh, levitation and like praying to the devil and all of the powers he had that he could do. And Christian School says, Springfield, I am calling you out. You were bad in uh, the uh, Mm mid-90s. You were a terrible school because they left us alone, all the boys, after showing us this, in a room. And it was just like 12 boys. And they were like, yeah, let's try to levitate someone. (laughs) (laughs) And they all got in a circle and started praying to Satan. And I was so uncomfortable with this. Because I did not want to pray to Satan. And I just started nervously laughing. And they were like, 
he's screwing it up. He's screwing it up. He's screwing it up. And they like threw me out of the circle. Because, you got thrown out of the Satan prayer be, circle? Because I was not taking it seriously enough. And I, it wasn't. I wanted, but it was more because you were scared. I was more scared. Well, I also didn't want to pray to Satan. Like, yeah. I thought that was dumb. I, yeah. But I never. I, I was like one of the least cool kids in the class. And uh, they were trying to levitate this kid, BJ. And they decided that he was too fat to levitate. <laughs> BJ. Yeah. And they're like, oh, get someone else in there. <laughs> like, because they always picked like the biggest, like, uh, like nerd. To like put, I, I was shocked. I, I think he might have volunteered too, because they also did a thing where they hoisted, they tried to hoist BG up the flagpole. Is this when, kind of like the um, light as a feather, <laughs> stiff as a board kind of thing? Is Essentially, that what, yeah. But, but they were just like, "Oh, Satan, we worship you." You know, like they were mostly doing a parody of what they would, how we prayed to, to Jesus, mm-hmm. but they were doing it for the devil. So it's like, yeah. dear Satan. Thank you for all you've done in our lives. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. And that's kind that of a problem. Traumatic, and so they. Honestly. What? No, it was. Like, I still remember yeah. it now. And this I, was, ugh. I was in seventh grade. And they sent me to the hallway to be lookout for a teacher. But they left us there for an hour. Because they would just, this is boy study hall. Lights off. Worshiping Satan. Not normal. This is not what a school should be. No, what school is this? Christian Schools of Springfield. Like that's on an Talmadge, actual... it's still there. Let's, okay. let's bleep that out. No, nope. Um, <laughs> let's leave it there. Be held that, accountable. Bonnie. You can, you can. I'm sure it's better now, but that's exactly how it was in 1994, 95. Not going to call out principals, but no, I was we so I was so too. abused at that school that I don't feel bad about it. I was physically abused. Like, I was punched constantly. By staff staff or students? No, by seniors. Okay. Like, I would be punched in the head. I was in seventh grade, eighth grade, and just beaten mercilessly. And I feel nothing for them. Anyway, okay. So, some more goofs from from this book. Segue. I want to talk more about how Jay is a piece of shit. At least according to this journal. I don't want to say that Alden is, um, because I don't know him. But I do want to point out how horrible he was to his, once again, we have a situation where a child is fucking up or at least going against what they're taught, correct? Mm -hmm. As in like the values that their family preaches. And when they mess up, as in whenever they get caught putting you know, powdered milk into pills or whenever they wreck their A cars. A classic thing we all do, putting powdered milk on the pills. <laughs> whenever they get wrecked, whatever. Whatever they do, mm-hmm. they still have these parents who are the most understanding, mm-hmm. wonderful parents. And what does Jay say about his mother? I don't Let's even Let's read know. some things about <laughs> what he says. Oh, no, you have notes on this. Before you say, no, I'll I'll talk. I'll talk. In his defense, I will say this is exactly how a six-year-old boy would talk about his mother, whether she's good or bad, probably or father. You know what I mean? Like that's how teens feel. They feel like everyone's against them. They hate their parents, and. Okay. I didn't have well, that. Emily disagrees. No, I didn't. Like I hated my parents, but I never. Okay, I don't want to say I hated my parents because. I hate my father. I'm going to say that. My dad does not know how internet works. He doesn't have a podcast. He doesn't know what a podcast is. So whatever. My dad sucks ass. But my mom. He's going to rate, review, subscribe, one star. He listens to This American Life at least. (laughs) Surely, surely. Maybe. He might be a serial man. Okay. Okay. But. um, He listens to Come Town enough. My. (laughs) 
so my mother's an angel and I I don't know what to say. Like I can't imagine writing something like no. this about my mom no. where I say <laughs> Okay, he says when his mom pisses off, like my mom, I don't think I ever wrote this like anything about this like my mom. Like I think if I wrote about my mom, it would not be about her appearance at all. Oh, I would never write about how my like, parents I would look. never write like, Mom, you look like a fucking piece of shit. Is that what he said? He says, Mom, this is in the Jay's Journal by right, Beatrice yeah, yeah, Sparks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, Mom, you're such a fat, gross-out loser. What do you know about love, you fat hog? That's what he says about his mother at one yeah. point. Like, and I understand, like, he's got teen angst. He's upset. His mom doesn't understand his love for, I think at this point, it's Debbie Dale. But Debbie this Dale. is not something that is a one-time occurrence. He also says about, there was a girl named Barry, I think, um, that he he flirted with briefly. It, Barry is just, like, very tangent. It's, like she's it's a minor, very yeah. side thing, but he says something that stuck out with me. And I wrote, he wrote, Barry got big as a cow during the summer. And let's point out that Barry had a younger sibling who had Down syndrome. Oh, okay. Okay, do you remember Barry? Okay. Barry got big as a cow during the summer, and her face has erupted out in pimples like volcanoes. In a way, the fat makes her look somewhat like her sister with Downs. I feel sorry for her. She's like a different person. She hardly speaks to me or anyone else. And where she used to sit in the front row and be the first one with her hand up, she's now trying to find a dark corner in the room or a crack. Me, old Doc J, would I be seen with some fat chick with zits? I guess not. Maybe that's more teeny, but I, I don't know. That's, it, that's very teeny in the world where he doesn't understand why. Why is she sitting in this dark corner? Maybe it's because she thinks that you already think of her in this horrible way. And you that's know, like. I do want to say that that hit me in a way that maybe it shouldn't have. Whereas yeah. as a girl, like there's a certain way you're supposed to look. And maybe you change and you don't look that way anymore, mm-hmm. or you've never looked that way, or you've never felt that you'd look that way. And so you do, even though you're a smart person and you have a lot to contribute to a conversation, you still like hide yourself and you sit in the back of the room and you lose whatever confidence you had because it's a weird transitory time where you're going from like a, you're going through puberty. Right. Or you That's just a hard time for girls. It is a hard time. It's a hard time for everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it, girls definitely lose like a lot of self. Whereas men, I don't think that in classroom situations, at least that they lose their self confidence, where they can be like, "I'm going to raise my hand because I know the answer." Whereas with girls are like, "I want to sit as far away as possible from people." I don't, I don't raise want- my hand because I don't want anyone to look at me. Exactly. I don't want people to see me. I don't even want to see the zit I have right here that hasn't gone away. I don't want anyone to see what I think I look like. So I'm going to hide myself in a corner. So that hit me in a way that I don't know if Beatrice knew that she was really hitting. Or maybe she did. Um, As a woman, maybe that where she put herself in there was that little excerpt where this girl was hiding herself because she wasn't having a good time in puberty. And that is one point that really stuck out to me. Justice for Barry. Justice for Barry. (laughs) Or maybe that's from his real journal. You know, like that seems like insightful. Honestly, it does. It seems seem like insightful, insightful except he doesn't understand why she's why? there. Yeah. Like he doesn't understand. He's not getting that. He's just like, what's she doing over in that corner? You know, like because he is like in this book, at least like the cool guy who yeah. doesn't 
I don't know. Yeah, but later on, I mean, he's just the worst. I mean, his aunt is a psychologist. Am I correct in this? And later on, when he's having Sounds problems. Sounds right. We're not going to object to this. When <laughs> he has problems, they call upon his aunt um, to come in, which I think is probably yeah, 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 yeah. not mm-hmm. like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, as probably against every medical rule. That's Yeah, they would not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but at one point she's talking and he says, I wouldn't tell that screwed up bitch the time of day about his aunt. Like, he just has really like strong moments of just cruelty to and, everybody. Well, and hatred, especially towards women. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Like it's the woman's fault for everything. Yeah. Does and he I, talk about his dad at all? His dad's a saint. Okay. As is uh, the narrators in Glass Gallus, the dads are always just like the most heavenly boys. Yeah, his dad is a f- is a saint in this. Okay. And there's although his dad does say, "I would blow you away," you know what I mean? Like his dad does say that, but he still looks at his dad as like a Christ-like, kind, right. perfect figure that he wants to aspire to be like. And at one point, I think he wants to aspire to have his coupled and be like his mom and his dad's. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, I want to get married and I want to have this existence where I'm successful and I'm like my father. And I have a subservient wife who is beautiful and makes me delicious bread. He loves bread. He's a carb boy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, bring me some pasta right now, please. uh, Just bagels all day. (laughs) Give me this bread my mom makes. The same thing happened in Go Ask Alice where she was like, I have, I'm ruined. I'm a ruined woman. And would anyone ever want to marry me? You know I mean? It's just a really mm-hmm. sad thing that these like sixteen year olds are thinking is like I'm so broken and so damaged that no which one- makes me think that only like a forty year old woman could write these. You know what I mean? Like no, but I think I honestly did you feel that way as a kid? I was, like as in like I was were unsullied. You, but were you thinking I'm a broken human who could never be a pure wife? I was still pure. Okay. <laughs> Do I think that now? Yeesh. Uh- <laughs> I guess I thought maybe like. I guess when I was a teen and writing in my journal, it was never like a, am I pure enough? Am I worthy enough? It's more like, I'm so ugly that no one would want me. It was more of a that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. It was never like, I hate my mother. It was never like, my mom's a fat cow and I hate her. But did you worship Satan? Well, you're right. I did not worship Satan. Or were you found rolled up in Colorado after your second runaway in a church? <laughs> you're right. I never... Using a bunch of uh, paper towels as codex by a priest who's like, we need to call your parents. No. Okay. You got me. <laughs> never had those situations. Um, in defense of our fake teens. Yeah, yeah. I think there's certain events in your life that you have... These kids had some control over their actions, but mm-hmm. there's things that feel out of your control that make you feel not worthy. Yeah. No, and I, I can agree with that. And I think that she's playing into that, but I don't know if 15 and 16 year olds would quite have that introspective in their journals. Maybe? I, I feel I like she might have more than him, honestly. Like out, like the the, the, the narrator go ask Alice. Alice. may have felt that with what she had went through. Okay, because yeah. what with what he went through was like, you know, I uh, banged a couple of chicks, did some drugs, got sent away. I'm back, had baby. Some cool satanic yeah. orgies. Yeah, Woo. I don't think that he would feel that as much as her. Okay, and I also That's think that also point. is a, a a gender thing where I Wait. don't think that there's uh, always that guilt a, for a women. Boy, yeah. right, a yeah. boy would think. I think. Even with the specter of uh, his religion on him, I don't think he would feel that in the same way. Yeah. yeah. And I do think, honestly, here's why I think these are such such Mormon books. 
and it's obvious that they were written by a Mormon woman. Right. Is the the emphasis she puts upon purity and being worthy right. of having someone love you. Like, I don't want to get, like, so deep into it, but I do know that, like, in my Sunday school classes, when I was raised Mormon, there was a lot of emphasis, and this is probably true of a lot of religions, but there's this emphasis on being worthy and being pure. Oh, same in and And you see this in her writing here, and I felt that as a child, like, I felt like, I, I don't think I take it to my journal, like, in this extent, um... But it was like this thing of like, are you worthy of being loved? Are you pure enough to be loved? You know, like that kind of thing. And I think that really did mess me up for a long time because there were things I did as a teenager that I think most teenagers do that were not necessarily bad, but were things that no one talked about, you know, that when you went to church, no one's like, let's talk about, you know, you sexual to R.E.M. Longing albums, or, or, <laughs> or yeah, listening to Monster by R.E.M. <laughs> That's so bad. Modern YA note, um, Twilight was written by Stephanie Meyer, yes. who is also Mormon, and it has a lot of those same themes of, about worthy and like, being and, worthy of love and purity. And that's a big thing. The longing, yeah. And there's a big emphasis upon everything you, it's, a, it's mo- I mean, almost every religion is very patriarchal. Mormons, I feel like, are super patriarchal, as are a lot of the mainstream religions. Um, But I remember being in, like, Sunday school as a teenager, and I was getting ready to go to college, and I was, like, super excited. I was like, I'm ready to go to college. Yay. Um, And I remember a girl asking, we had, like, a a visitor in our Sunday school class, which means just, like, a a woman who's not part of our Sunday school Uh, class came in. It's not like a... a, It's just, like, an an extra. Like, hey, who's a lady who's going to come in This is your first week. You're now the celebrity of the class. It's always so weird. Yeah. And so she was in there, and a girl was like, well, what should we do if we have a boyfriend who's on a mission and we're waiting for him? Should we go to college? Should we go to school? Because, I mean... Basically, you're being prepared to be a mother. That's all that it is. Right. You're a womb, you know. And um, the speaker was like, well, I mean, you can go to college, just, but just remember, everything that you learn and that you should study should be to benefit your sons. Your s- wow. Number one, not yourself, not your career, not your... Not your daughter. Not your interests, not whatever. And also, not your daughters, as Josh just said. It is to benefit your sons. And, like, that to me was just a big, like, you know what, mom? Like a doing, doing, your eyes are flying open like I'm a cartoon. I'm done with this. I'm done. And I feel like you, but there's a lot of these themes in, in a lot of her books where the emphasis is based on men being the knowledgeable ones. Like, he doesn't seek insight from his mother, or and, and the narrative Alice doesn't either. It's from the father. And also, if a woman steps in and tries to say something, he's like, I do not trust my aunt who is a psychiatrist. I do not trust my mother. It's the men I'm going to listen to. Like, it's a very patriarchal thing in both situations. Not to make it, like, political. And, I'm not trying to make it, like, political. And, and I, I would say the meanest things about these books is that in the end, both of these, like, sinners, mm-hmm. ostensible sinners wind up dead mm-hmm. you know and assume i assume this is true about all of her books is that oh you did this now you're dead yeah rather than there's no redemption for them there's no uh even though they're in both books 
there's an upswing at the end where everything's going great. And then an epilogue where guess who's dead now? Is there an upswing at the end of Day's Journal, though? Yes, yes, yes. He gets the play. uh, He. Okay, so here's how it ends. Uh, Tina. Don't like her. Just another Jezebel. Uh, Tina was awesome. He calls her Benedict Arnold II. After he beats her, probably, because there's a scene where he beats her after an orgy. Yes, yes, yes. That 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 is true. That is true. Uh, but then Brad and Dell both die tragically in different accidents. But they both have very fortunate things happen to them, which is because of Satanism. Right before they die. Yes. Be like, one of them gets really good at basketball. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's dribbling that ball. Yeah. He's making the the shot. And the other. Nailed basketball. (laughs) Dribbling. Got it good. And the other one, um, inherits his fortune from his aunt early correct right. like he's gonna own the vegas property mm-hmm. and her car like he gets this all early and ha- what does the car do kills him yeah yeah does the basketball kill the other one <laughs> yes a ball you know just when they can hit you right above the nose when it goes back into your skull no. on, the, on that on that right side right? i forget how he dies but they both uh they're both car accidents am i correct are they that i mean that makes most sense i think one was Involved drinking and... Uh... Well, one involved a hit and run, I think. Okay. And the other was... But they're both tragic, and they're all, yeah. like, right away. And, uh... But right at that point, Jay has gotten the part of Robert Redford of in Barefoot in the Park. And his school's production of Barefoot in the Park. And... But he doesn't take it. But... So his life is going this way, but because of this outside stuff. And I think maybe we're supposed to think it's the forces of Satan that are doing this. That's ruining their lives. Is that correct, Jessica? Maybe. Well, that is what I assume. Is that what you're Because there's a point in the book when he gets a visitor. Oh, Judas. Why is Satan coming to visit me? I don't know that that was an upswing, Josh, because. Okay. I Maybe I read this incorrectly. I don't know. But there's no his visitor, Raul, right? Who he depicts as in his journal as a monster in the room. Right, like this, this, this thing he feels, and he talks to his his boner brothers. I don't know. Boner boy, troll. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the the he, entry before the last entry, he says, but even he can feel Raul, who is more and more often with me. Yeah. So he's possessed by a a demon. This makes Raul. this book even more crass and gross to me. So Raul is. Is inside of him, has yeah. visited him before, eventually he likes- comes inside of him, and the only way he can rid of him is to actually kill himself. Am I reading this wrong? No, that's right. Oh, and his little brother, Chad, he comes in, he says, you're not Jay anymore, you don't look like Jay, you don't smell like Jay, you don't act like Jay, and Jay says, sweet little Chaddy alone knows that I no longer control my own destiny, own my own body, I am no longer captain of my ship, no longer master of my soul. Yeah. Ah. So he... And I think there are entries where he feels more like himself, and there are entries where he's more controlled by Raul. I'm sorry, that name makes me giggle. It's not that that's a funny name. Without without Brandale, with Raul, why? That's how he ends. Yeah. And so he has been taken over by a demon, from what I have gathered. No, you're right. You're right. From these journal entries. That makes this book so much more gross and crass to me. So he can only rid himself of this demon by killing himself. That's my reading. So it does not end on upswing. Whereas with Go Ask Alice, we're ending on a part where the narrator is clean and she is happy as far as we can tell. 
But on this book, we're ending on a... I've been possessed by a demon because I like Ouija boards. I like levitating small objects. But... I like orgies. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I mean, nail... All my hobbies. <laughs> yeah. But all of that plus the Robert Redford part in Barefoot in the Park. I mean, how did he get that? You know, Raul. I mean, Raul. Raul is like, charming as... Raul is also inside of... Robbie Red. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. Okay. Robbie Red. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't end on an upswing. Like, it ends no, on I, a. I see that I'm now. possessed <laughs> by a demon. And. I'm not free. I'm not free. It. Even my family I... can see this. Yeah. And so I have to kill myself to get rid of it. Like, that's the only way. And it makes it seem like the. Obviously, the deaths his friends did were. This makes it seem like unfriended. You know what I mean? Like this makes it seem like a uh, a Blumhouse horror movie, rather than. Are you giving Blumhouse some ideas here? Blum, call me. Uh, <laughs> Jay's journal. Uh, I've already got the screenplay down. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's uh. Yeah, it it just it makes it do a very non serious thing and turns it into a a, a traditional exorcist style. Yeah. Well. Uh, final destination where they all had to die because they all they, have to they, die. They, they they send yeah rather than i mean i don't know that was my reading into it i'm glad you were reading carefully at the end by the end of it i was like i just want this thing to be i over. was so punched out guys <laughs> here's the thing is like the like the first part of it i really i was bored 90 percent of this mm-hmm. book there were very few parts i paid attention to and they were the orgy which honestly, I barely remember as an orgy because it was not sexy. There's not a lot of description from what I remember, and it is for teens. So, what you want in your orgies? It's yeah. a lot of description. And I sexy. want listen. I want to be turned on if I'm reading an orgy scene. <laughs> the least fair, fair. Satanic or not satanic, I want to feel some feels. I want to panic either way. <laughs> and then um, the there were the, um, like we're talking about, like the Northview kids whose cows were mutilated. Mm-hmm. So the we're going to go get things from cattle that we need to perform our ritual sacrifices and perform all of our, our rituals. Um, so I paid attention kind of during that. And then Raul, when he showed up, I'm like, what what the hell is this thing? It, it was just all so fast. Like, it was so boring for, like, 80% of the book. And then there's, like, 20% of a book where things were happening. Because most of this book is things not happening. Most of it is juvenile pranks or fantasies, right? Where it's like, I like this girl. I don't like this girl. I hate my family. I don't hate this family. And my friends and I are going to play pranks on each other that are really dumb. The one thing that I will take away from this book is that when you have a crush on the girl, do not give her a coke because if it explodes in her face you're gonna look like a jerk <laughs> don't do it don't give debbie dale a coke just a just a bad thing what you should be giving her is a very refreshing <laughs> trooper it's a premium british beer it was created by iron maiden and it's i will say it is charged with flavor <laughs> and uh thank you for our presenting sponsor trooper ding dong <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that out. No, <laughs> it's me. Uh, uh, it's me, Iron Maiden. I am the band Iron Maiden. You're supposed to be British, right? Uh, well, I. Hello, I, it's me, Iron Maiden. <laughs> hello, hello, it's me, Iron Maiden. <laughs> Thank you, Governor. 
Iron Maiden's gonna catch one of those. Like we did not spell we, that. We're actually, it's gonna be a reverse and descent. We are getting sued. the first reverse ad where you just so get sued. Uh, sued for uh, putting in a fake ad. <laughs> this podcast is costing us money by the minute. Uh, but anyway. Um, this book does not end on upswing like Go Ask Alice did. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, and it definitely know. ends on a downswing. It ends on an upswing did. for his friends who thought they were doing well. There was the friend who was the basketball star and the friend who got the inheritance, but things did not end so well for them. Timmy and upswing, I guess demon he possessed got his or role. not, is getting that part in that play. I just, this I honestly just me don't... staring off into the bright lights of Broadway. Was it demon possession or am I reading this wrong? No, I think you're right. Okay, so he invited Only the demon demons in can make his, you dance across the stage like that. Of the, oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Barefoot in the Park is. I think it's a drama, actually. I don't know what it is either. I know nothing about that. I can picture the, the DVD box where I think it's uh, uh, Redford and maybe like, I'm going to say Jane Fonda. Okay. He's like leaning on top of her head and then doing this and there's like maybe a pond Jane behind them. Fonda? Sorry. I'm making this up completely. Okay. Well, I'm going to look it up now. Okay. I was thinking Jane they're, Seymour is pretty hot, but. They're definitely both we have, barefoot. We have gone off on a tangent. Yeah. Sorry. Tangent, Josh. Tangent. So I do think- we have any final thoughts or. <laughs> I mean. Can I'm, I say how close I am to what I was picturing? <gasps> Whoa, nice. I, Meh. I information. <laughs> and also, here's the park. And it is Jane Fonda. Hell yeah. I rule. Uh Raul is with me. <laughs> and it's uh just knows my brain. Uh anyways, do we think this book has done anything for YA literature? No. Not I don't at think all. so either. I would say no. a hard no. I think it's a, a bad book. It's horrible. No one should read it. Uh, if you read it, <laughs> skip ahead to the good stuff. Yeah, I mean, like skip check ahead. Out that rule stuff. Skip I guess. ahead like a hundred and twenty pages and just get right into the satanic rituals because most of it is just him like being like, "Hey, I can levitate things now." Don't miss. But the then uh, I'm gonna be a good boy. Don't miss the parts with him and Debbie Dale. He buys her a Coke and <laughs> explodes on her boys. Anyway. I, yeah, I would say it's it's a bad book, and I wouldn't. I, I don't would, think it contributes to the canon of YA at all. No, I no. don't either. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I'm like, this was not made possible. And it, it was not enjoyable. No. It was boring. And it was really boring 90% of the time. Very sexist, very misogynist. Yeah. I understand uh, 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 if the narrator hated these girls i don't understand if someone like chopped and screwed his diary to make this woman uh decided i'm gonna hate girls yeah i just don't think it was um it's not worth your time really yeah yeah and uh, probably not true to satanism whatsoever so once again strange gateway group we're here for you (laughs) strange gate well i'm not saying well maybe i am i don't know interesting there's it, a documentary called Hell Satan that I want to go see at the Moxie. Putting in a plug for a movie that will not be playing anymore <laughs> when this comes out. Everyone, go see this doc. It's about how woke the Satanic Temple is. Anyway. But. Um, no, I would not recommend this book. I don't think it contributed to canon at all. Um, no. 0 for 3. 0 for 3. Yeah. So, I think we're going to wrap this up. So, next time what will we be reading 
Well, we thought about this, um, and we decided to do a summer reading series. So we're actually going to be doing a whole series of books. And for this, we have decided to do the Flowers in the Attic series by V.C. Andrews. So next time we'll be reading Flowers in the Attic. Um, it's not necessarily a YA book, but I think that it is a... Most people read it as that, a teenager. I think while it's targeted towards adults, I think most teenagers read it. With As someone who has never read it, mm-hmm. knows nothing about it other than the bad thing about it. I know what happens in it, guys. Uh, as someone who owns a bookstore... The thing that happens in in the the book is I don't is that why people like it I don't know but it's mostly read by uh, uh, young adults and they've been repackaged as a young adult book by very Twilight esque yeah it was when Twilight was coming out yes it who is pop- like, I think it's like Simon Pulse it, yeah yeah it's it yeah it's exact yeah yeah and yeah. they repackaged it they did the same thing with the vampire diaries they did the same thing with a few christopher pike books the, where they made it look yes. very twilighty yes. yes yes and uh they also did the Brontes. same thing with bronte yeah. and uh yep. they did austin too hilarious those yeah. ones didn't go over as well as the pike and yeah. the but though the other ones like the night world by but the vc andrews Smith, definitely those. has like instead of the traditional vc andrews cover where it's like the paperback where you could it's just like a girl's face where you're gonna rip it because it's called, that, die, it's called a die cut the die you, cut like, where you rip it apart <laughs> thanks producer so Paul. instead the die cut and no longer has that where you open it and you see oh the full cast of characters now it's just like a very twilight dark and, and the, they're double exactly. they're double issues flowers. i have an omnibus so i have both so both you can semi. you can order the first two and listen to them with us next month Definitely. When we discuss, what are they called? Well, the first one will be Flowers in the Attic, and mm-hmm. the second is Petals, Petals on the Wind. wind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, boy, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited for this for Josh. I think, honestly, that this will be a much better discussion. I did. I have already read these. I'd read these first two that we did, like, mm-hmm. a long time ago. So, these everything else you guys are going to put on me is new to me. <laughs> yeah. And these two were new to me. Y- yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I'm excited for the babysitters, for the... Horse girls. Princess for the, diaries. For the princesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for the incest? We'll see. For the attic girls, I'll just say. Attic. For all the attic girls. Horse girls, attic girls. To all the attic girls I've loved before. Attic girls and ditch boys. <laughs> a, uh, a match made in heaven. But anyway, so next time, uh, read along with us. We'll be doing Flowers in the Attic by V.C. Andrews. And thank you for listening. Thanks to Blake for once again producing our episode and for creating our theme song. Um, Check out his podcast, Shelf Life, a collector's podcast. Or don't. You don't have to. Check out Paperback Crush by Gabby Moss if you're into any of these books whatsoever. Our inspiration. So as always, see you later, horse girls. Keep on reading. No, don't do that. We can top that. Come on, guys. So bad. I like so long horse girls.
Blake, you need to. Very okay, so our cold way. open will be just. You do me that. I'll introduce my beer, and then we're in. Yeah. We have to say our names, right? Well, okay, no, it'll be me reading the poem, then a, then yeah. the theme song. Then it will be, we'll do all our introductions. Yeah. Then I'll do synopsis and I'll go, hey, what's your theme beer? Okay. Okay. The burden Does that sound good? myself. <laughs> <laughs> what did you open to? God, they're so bad. Wait, they are so bad. Somebody. They're so bad. Man, I hate okay, these, okay, I, okay. I, I hate I these fucking poems. I am very, very lonely. Okay. okay, so are we ready for the poem? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. 